What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Bleacher Banter, presented by Bleacher Fans. You got Jones and Sully here again to talk about all the stuff going on in the NBA world. You got the NBA Finals are finally set. Bucks, Suns. Uh, but before that, talk about the the end of the Easter East of the Conference Finals. Um, Milwaukee closed out in, in Saturday night, I believe, uh, against uh, Trey Young and the Hawks. Uh, impressive closeout considering they were without Giannis. Um, but you know, where do you see the? But where, where did you see? Were you surprised the the series went that far? Uh, yeah, I was. I was a little surprised. Because even without that Giannis injury in game four, I guess yeah, game, four. game game four, he um, they still were going to lose that game. So um, I thought it was going to go five, and it really would have at least gone six, which it did go six. But uh, I think it was a little surprising how well they played without Giannis. They were arguably better without him offensively. Um, they really moved the ball better. Drew Holiday and uh, Chris Middleton looked like stars, uh, especially Drew Holiday. He finally was aggressive. Uh, he really didn't look very impressive all most of the playoffs, and and now he finally really came out of his shell and he did what he needed to. Him and Middleton were they were men. They stepped up. They were both. Uh, I think don't really think anyone thought they'd win both those games in a row. Because uh, most people favored the Hawks at that point, being that Trey Young came back for Trey Young was closer to returning than Giannis at the time. So uh, I think it shows. I guess they're a much more complete team than we believe that to be true. Um, but it, it, it was impressive, and and in the game versus Trey, when Trey Young came back, they they won rather easily. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what I mean. I feel like people are writing the Bucks off already in the finals with Giannis. You know, they say he's now questionable for Game One, but I would be surprised. It upgraded from doubtful, questionable. But I think we would be surprised if he played Game One. It still seems too early to come back. Yeah, I don't. I think. I think the Suns are. I think the Suns have it, but my thing is. We keep seeing it time after time is these stars come back too early, um, and it kind of ruins their team. Like Trey Young, he was terrible. Mike Conley, he didn't play well. Um, who were the other stars? There was a couple other ones. Uh, Chris Paul, right after COVID, he struggled mightily. Um, a lot of these guys, their rhythm gets and and the injury itself. So uh, hyperextended knee. I don't think Giannis would look too good. Um, yeah, I mean, you even think Devin Booker right after he broke his nose. I mean, that's like an injury you yeah. can play with. He, yeah. he had for two pretty bad games right off the bat. There was another big injury that someone who really struggled after. I'm trying to think. Harden. Um, Harden, yeah, Harden. Harden was like 30% of himself. Yeah. Um, the, the Sun series, I mean, they just continue to impress. How do you – There's now there's all this talk about the Suns' run – being not legitimized because of the injuries they've, they've faced. Do you give them that win against the Clippers if Kawhi is there for seven games? Well, I mean... The entire I just, series, whatever it is. Every champion, every champion has these games where they just catch breaks. Literally every champion gets breaks. I mean, look at, do we not count the Warriors against the uh, Cavs the first time where LeBron, there was no love, there was no... 
um, Kyrie. There was they're missing another top player. Like it was literally LeBron and like scrubs, Timothy Mozgov and Jarrett Smith. That doesn't get an asterisk. Yeah, no, it's I've the never, same. I've never once, I've never once with, heard with Draymond out, um, and then what do you yeah. after that? There was after that was, uh, or no, no, teen was a, a thumping regardless, right? They won in four. It was a sweep. Cleveland I think so. Yeah, Golden and then State the over. the the Raptors won, obviously. Um, K, the KD injury and Clay injury. Yeah. And Demarcus, which is kind of not really as much, um, but I mean, and even last year with the the Heat losing two starters. Yeah, the Heat, the, yeah, Drogic and Bam. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I mean, what is every Finals champion going to get an asterisk? No, I mean, you really need almost every team that wins it, other than that, maybe a near perfect team like a Bulls team or a Warriors team is going to get breaks and you need those breaks and the Nets would be in the finals right now if they had those breaks but they had injury prone players so a lot of times it's the healthier team yeah it's the healthier team that that gets through um and I think Uh, I think it's being I think it's being amplified this year because the the stars are complaining because they're not in it you know, like LeBron's vocal about it this year because he got the raw end of the deal. You know, he he's someone who lost he lost Davis early, and but you know he got bounced. Um, yeah, there's another when we saw Davis return. He, I mean, he couldn't even go a couple. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah, couldn't he do anything. Useless. Yeah. Um, so I think it's I think it's a combination of it happening more, but also stars specifically LeBron being more vocal and outspoken about it, which is giving fueling the attention it's getting. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of stars this year. Overall, I mean, I think this 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 is great for the NBA. Me, you know, casual and someone really has no rooting interest for either of these teams. I'm totally fine with either of these teams winning the title. Um, it's it's an awesome finals. Like, I think it's going to be a really good series. I think I hope Giannis comes back so we get like, I hope Giannis gets a legitimate shot at contributing to a title. I you know I hope he doesn't come back when they're down three one or something. You know. Um, but you know it's it would be awesome to see Chris Paul win. It'd be awesome to see Giannis win. You know, and you got two smaller market. I know Phoenix isn't really a small market city. It's a massive city in terms of top ten largest city in the country. But mm-hmm. it's it still plays like a small market. They've always been on the cheaper side of teams. Like they 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 operate like a small market team. Um, so it's it's good to see those the, a final that consists of that type of teams, you know, after everyone complaining about the lack of parity in the league and, you know, we always see LeBron, we always see the Lakers, we always see the Celtics, the the Stars, the Warriors, you know, all of the same five or six teams and, you know, 10 to 12 players the last eight years, you know. So, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to do well ratings-wise, though. Uh, like, people tuning in because I think it's good and it is parity in a sense, whatever you want to call it, like it's two really good teams, but there's no villain at all. There's there's really no... Some people are crazy about Chris Paul, but the majority of people want to see Chris Paul get a ring, especially that he went to Phoenix. Um, it's not like he's with James Harden yeah. in Houston, but there's, there's no LeBron, there's no Curry, there's no Kawhi, there's no Warriors, there's no KD. There's really no one to hate in this in the series. Like, there's no real drama around either of these teams. You know, yeah. no, one's, no, one, yeah, no one really hates anyone. Um, Colin was actually talking about it today, where it's like, 
yeah, in terms of ratings, like you were saying, it's like, yeah, there might be a hit in national ratings, like, but in terms of local ratings, the Nets and the Bucks are two of the best. And, like, you look at, like, the the Lakers and Nets, like, if it was Lakers and Nets, you, it's got the huge star power, but they're ranked two of the lowest uh, local rating teams in the NBA, which is surprising. Yeah. But it's like, think about it, you know, you you get invested in a team, but, you know, you watch the players grow, you watch them drafted, or you uh, they're there for a while. The Lakers and Nets are pretty, you know, with the exception of LeBron, have pretty much been constructed in the last year or two, you know? And even yeah. Ron's far from a Laker lifer, you know. He's been what he's been there three years now, four years. So um, it, it, there's really no one that they can like, neither of those teams can like get behind that they've watched like develop in their system or grow with them as a fan base. And that's why. And Milwaukee and Phoenix are the complete opposite. They've their entire almost their entire roster is like that, or at least the meaningful players, you know. So, yeah. That it's like a it's like a storybook that you're a part of. You want to see the ending, you know, and this is the ending. Uh, but it's not. You don't get that same affection locally from teams like the Lakers and Nets that are kind of thrown together with stars. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they rank nationally versus locally. I think locally they're going to set records, uh, but it could nationally. It'll be nationally it'll they'll be struggle. Tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, twenty percent of New York is bigger than one hundred percent of Wisconsin. You know, so yeah, it, it mad. It you know, percentage wise, they'll they'll set some records, but it won't be total wise. It, it might struggle, and they moved it up from start from Thursday to Tuesday. And they were saying that they think it's because of that. There's no villain. There's no like, real major storylines. No one really hates either of these teams. They're two like feel good stories. So they just want to, like, get games. They don't want, like, a week of build-up and hype-up and people talking about it. Because they don't there's have anything to talk build about. Up. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing, there's to, nothing. There's nothing there's to talk no, about. There's no Curry legacy. There's no KD versus LeBron. There's no LeBron versus Jordan. There's This is, like, the first time. I can't remember the last time there's no storyline. Yeah, well, it's because LeBron's not in it, you know? Well, LeBron or the Warriors or... Exactly. I mean, those have always been. Even when LeBron wasn't even in it last, that. even LeBron wasn't in it last, the Warriors Raptors, and it was. Think about all the storylines going into that year. Not only was it like the two teams, but you had KD getting ready to leave that summer. Is he going to leave? And yeah. KD's injury. Is he going to come back? Um, and Kawhi. Is Kawhi going to stay or go? Like mm-hmm. there was so much going on yeah. that that uh, that that series affected. You know. Um, but that it's it's kind of I mean I feel like the only storyline is is Chris Paul or Giannis going to get their first title you know and everyone's university yeah. like yeah that would be awesome if either of those guys got it you know yeah and even before that though the Celtics and the Lakers were really running the league and they were have the most championships so yeah. it was just a different storyline it was just you know and which you franchise is like, better you can't even like count the Spurs in that now because it's just like they won they won three titles in five years in that stretch. And they, I think they went to the Western Conference both of the years they didn't win um, Western Conference Finals issues. Um, so it, there really hasn't been like a – I can't remember the last time there wasn't like a story. Like what, Mavs Heat maybe in 06? I'm talking, not, yeah. not LeBron one. I'm talking the 06 one. The early uh, Eric one. Yeah, probably. But there was still more buzz because you had Shaq winning without the first time without, without Kobe. That's true. 
That's true. Yeah, Wade was, yeah. That's when Wade became a real star. Yeah. Like a household name star. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun year. And they started off that series down to 12. Mavericks won both first games, and then the Heat won four in a row. Yeah. That's that an was an interesting a, series. That was an interesting series. I, uh... And then before that, it's probably yeah. I don't know. There's always a bigger storyline, really. I mean, these yeah. are these are like boring cities at the end of the day. Phoenix and Milwaukee. Like we are, could go back like two decades, three decades, and not find something with like as little storyline as this. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's ever been this small a market for both, right? No. Probably okay, I mean, never. How did Detroit play? Detroit. They played the Lakers. So. Yeah, Detroit San Antonio was the second one though. San Antonio won in, but the the yeah that might went, be smaller. Two thousand five. San Antonio is definitely smaller than actually I don't know San Antonio in Texas definitely smaller than Phoenix for sure. Definitely um, smaller than than Detroit is bigger than Milwaukee though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Milwaukee's know, like I mean the, well those are two mindset wise two teams built like these you know not flashy yeah built through. You know, drafts and trades and no real mm-hmm. stars. I mean, obviously, Duncan and all them are stars. They, the big three in San Antonio never felt like superstars, you know? Duncan was because you knew he was, because he was the best power forward in the game for 15 years. But, like, he just didn't act like a star, you know? And no one in San Antonio did. He didn't look like one either. Yeah. I he mean, Manny like Ginobili probably would have been one if he had started, you know, but, like, to casual fans, it, he didn't seem like that because he wasn't starting and he wasn't putting up 35 a night, but Manu Ginobili, I mean, talent-wise, he was... I mean, he had some... Him. Yeah, he had some games where he dropped 35 on the Heat, I know. He had some yeah. some crazy games. In the in the playoffs for yeah. a while. Tony, Tony Parker, Parker had his run. Tony Parker, there was a stretch where Tony Parker was a top five point guard in the NBA, for sure. Definitely. Um, he was... And he, but he also always so underrated, you know, and never... It was like he'd have this insane game in the playoffs, and people were like, oh yeah, yeah, he is really good. I forgot about that. Like, and yeah. he'd go, and then he'd do it again in like a week and a half, and be like, okay, this guy's nasty. Um, but he never got the full respect he deserved, in my opinion. Um, no, he was probably the third. Like Manu got more attention than him because of globally with Argentina, and yeah, he was the only one. Know. There's much more. There's more talent that's come out of France in basketball. France is. A, Somewhat solid group of NBA. Well, they won it too, right? Argentina won it, right? Yeah, Argentina won the Olympics in 2004 with Manu. Yeah, so that I feel like that bronze. I feel like that kind of elevated him to like a level where you could carry a team, even though you're a bench player in the league, you could carry your team against the best team in the world. So, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Who did they have on that team? Did they have like? Luis Scola was also Scola, on that team. I was going to say, was Scola, Scola was on that team? Yeah, and it was when Luis Scola was, like, good. Young. You know, not, that was, like, his his peak in the NBA. I'm not saying he was ever yeah. an incredible player, but that was he was a, he was a legit NBA player. Was Barbosa on that team? Bar- is he Argentinian? Barbosa? Yeah. I believe he's Brazilian. Oh, he is Brazilian, you're right. Although, there, there could have been one more... Uh, NBA player on there, at least like someone who was. No, there there definitely was. There was definitely like. Carlos Delfino. He was on the. He was on the Pistons, right? Yeah. Oh, Andre Nocioni. He was the only other. I remember NBA him. Player. 
I remember yeah, him. So was he on the Lakers? He was on, I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of someone he else. He was on, on seven different teams, I feel like. He, yeah, he definitely played uh, a handful of handful of teams. Um, he played for the Bulls, the Kings, the Sixers. Oh, yes. Yes, the Bulls. Now, now I'm thinking of someone else. I was thinking of... For some reason, I was thinking of the guy with the long hair. He kind of looks Argentinian to me on the Lakers. It was like... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, he didn't play in the league until then, so technically he wasn't. 2004 was his first year with the Bulls, so technically at the time of the Olympics he was not yet an NBA player. Nocioni was the three-point shooter, right? Yes. yes. He had long hair too? I think at times, in this picture he doesn't, but I think at times he did. I remember, I remember he was he was a decent player for them, for the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, he, he had, he he had that weird, he that weird haircut. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, in Chicago. He was like low teens, thirteen, fourteen a game for most of his career there. Yeah, which isn't, you know, not not too bad. Um, yeah, he he was decent. He had his time. Philadelphia, though. Yeah. Yeah, like but, his um, last year, he only averaged one point five points per game. Then again, it done. No, Damn, in 2006, he averaged 22.3 points a game for the Bulls in the playoffs. In six what? playoff games. Wow. Had himself a day. Yeah, so they had pretty much three NBA players, really. I mean, yeah. Yeah. him, him, Scola, and... Uh, Still, you shouldn't be beating... You shouldn't be looking at that no. if you're America. And that was um, Ginobili, really. Yeah, yeah, Ginobili went off. Um, it'd be interesting to see if the USA can do it again this year. I mean, I'd be stunned if they don't roll through everyone like they always do. But oh yeah, they should. Uh, also, like Canada, what? Don't they have like eight NBA players in their team? Do they not make it? No, they got to limit it, dude. I saw something like Canada hasn't played in the Olympics in like since like 2004. Don't Canada's they have like they have Wiggins? They have do they have they Booker? Wiggins, but Booker, Booker, Jamal Murray. Uh, Shea Alexander. Um, I, I mean, Murray probably didn't play because of the... Um, oh, he couldn't have. He was hurt. Yeah, but I say R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Most, a lot of those guys must not have played. I don't know. I know R.J. Barrett and Wiggins did. That much I know for sure. Um, but they're, they're really not... I mean, they're very good players, you'd think, internationally, but they don't really seem... They don't really seem like guys that are capable of taking over games to me. I mean... Yeah, fair, but I just think in the Olympics, it's... Okay. So... Okay. So they've, they've got guys. R.J. Barrett. They have Lou Dort. Nikhil Alexander, Corey Joseph, Dwight Powell, Trey Lyles, Anthony Bennett, Andrew Wiggins, and current NBA players. So one, two, who were the last couple you said? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, who were the Wiggins, last couple? Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, oh. Anthony Bennett, and Andrew Nicholson. R.J. Barrett, Trey Lyles, Dwight Powell, Corey Joseph, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and Lou Dort. Not yeah, the NBA players on their team. They should be able to get it. A lot of them are not great. They should be able to get it done, though. I mean, they should be able to. But Anthony Bennett's on the that's team also. Saying. That's Anthony Bennett's on the that's team. True. That shows you. That's true. It's not, I was admittedly surprised to see him. 
and Nick Nurse is the coach. So it's not like they have bad coaching either. Um, Weird. Yeah, I don't. I saw that. I was like, really? They missed it? Like, I, I'm. I'm not. I don't know this for a fact, but I would be shocked just thinking in my own head if any other team has more NBA players on it. Aside, obviously, aside from America. Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't, uh, who else? Like nine? That's a lot, man. Nine? That's you. Essentially, don't you don't have you can play a non-man rotation and play have an NBA player on the court at all times. That's not like insane to think about. It's only twelve people on the team. Yeah. You know, especially if you're not a, a place like America that has the luxury of playing everyone because you're up by fucking fifty. Does Spain have a lot of NBA players? Rotation is not. That's, that's that would be my next guess, um, but I bet they don't have more than four or five. Because um, even Spain was the one who Pau Gasol is on the team, or he was included in the original yeah. roster. So is Marcus on? Seems like if Pau Gasol's on the team, you're not fielding a fantastic team. This can't be it. I mean, they've they've got they've they've for sure got guys, but I don't think it's not. I don't think it's huge guys. You know, they just don't play together a lot. Like they don't have like the yeah. Okay, so NBA players: Pau Gasol, Rick Rubio, Mark Gasol, Willie Hernan Gomez, and Juancho Hernan Gomez. So the two Hernan Gomez brothers, the two Gasol brothers, and Ricky Rubio, and Rudy Fernandez used to be in the NBA. That's that team is not close to as good as, uh, as Canada talent wise, at least NBA talent wise. Well, enough about national teams. I feel like we're we're just running through rosters right now. Um, but I mean, let's talk about the, the NBA finals. Like, who, where we think this is going? Where we? Do you have a pick yet? Do you? Yeah, I have a pick. I have depends so much on Giannis and his health. Uh, where? Because without him, I mean, I. It's hard to pick the Bucks. So where do you where do you see this playing out then? How many Bucks, Suns, Suns, and however many? Let's say Giannis is out one game. I think Suns in five or six. Um, I think the worst case scenario for the Bucks is if he comes back too early today. I wouldn't even think about playing him. Really, doesn't matter if you lose this game. Uh, home teams are like nineteen and three, I believe, over the last twenty-two in game ones. So. You know, game home team winning game one really doesn't mean all that much. Um, they're supposed to win game one. So I would rest Giannis for game one, possibly even game two, uh, until he can play at a high level. Because we saw the Bucks looked better than they ever did against the Hawks than without Giannis offensively. Drew Phoenix Holiday was dropped. Right? What? Phoenix has home court, right? Yeah. Yeah, they do. But Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton were aggressive, kicking the ball, moving the ball. Bobby Portis, I don't know why Bobby Portis hasn't been playing. I don't know why he didn't play against the Nets. Um, I don't yeah, know I why. He... That, I had that question. I think I even we talked about it for a little bit. I was curious of why he got zero minutes. He shoots like forty-four percent from three for the year. He's been working out with Lethal Shooter, so he's like he's like one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He just doesn't look like it. But he's been. Terrific all year, and I don't know why they took away one of their best weapons. I know teams shorten up their, you know, their bench, but 
he's one of, if not their best bench player. So you you bring in really the changes. You bring in Portis for Giannis. So now you're not going one for two every free throw. Probably not getting them in the same foul trouble. But now you're having Middleton and Drew Holiday kicking, moving the ball to the likes of PJ Tucker in the corner to Middleton on three point shots and and to Portis on three point shots. And uh, Portis is a knockdown shooter, so he's he's taking advantage of those opportunities. Connington was really big in that closeout game against the Hawks. Uh, he had a lot of rebounds. So I just like how they play. But defensively, they're really missing their you know rim blocker and defensive ace, really, in the hole. And obviously, rebounding-wise, Brooke Lopez isn't very good. They really get hurt rebounding-wise as well, so... Um, Do you think I, they would play Giannis on Booker, or would they play him, you know, on the ball, like, you know, Jay Crowder or someone like that? I don't know, because he, he really, he can't guard Chris Paul, and I, I don't know if it's a good matchup against Booker either. He might be more around off the ball, I don't, because I, I kind of like the, the matchup for the guards better both, both ways. Um, yeah. I mean, it, in the net series, it seemed like, obviously, Durant, Giannis should be guarding Durant. You know, they're very similar body type, size. Um, you know, it just seemed like a natural fit. And when he didn't, it, it kind of, it was a knock on Giannis. But I, I agree. I think Booker's a different story. Uh, he's got a little quicker. He might not be as crafty, but um, Chris Paul, even in his old age, I don't think there's any question he, can, he can't guard Chris Paul. But, I mean, you have Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's, you know, one of the best defensive point guards in the league. So, yeah. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer that he's on Paul. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I think one of the big mismatches really is Aiton down low. What is the answer for Aiton? Sure, Brooke Lopez can stretch the floor, but he's not really mobile at all. So, it's not like it's Marcus Morris running around all over the place. Like, Aiton can hang with Lopez. Um, Aiden's the better rebounder, he's the better shot blocker, he's the better rebounder, he's the better offensive player. Like, I really think Aiden is going to hurt him, hurt them down low. I think they're going to see a lot of lobs. Um, so I, I really think that's one of the big, because you can make the argument Middleton and Booker, Booker's better, but Middleton can hang with him. Paul and Drew, you know, he could hang with Paul. Uh, but I just think those players are also more consistent on the Suns. Um. We more so know what we're going to get. We have more time for Chris Ball when his hand injury to heal. More time for him to get over COVID and fully feel like himself. More time for, um, you know, Devin Booker in that nose to get acclimated to that. So uh, that's where it's like also people say they've had no injuries. They've had injuries. They've had Booker broke his nose. Chris Paul literally had COVID. And Payne had a really bad ankle injury and he hasn't been the same since. So they haven't. Had, to go back to your other point, it's not like they've had no injuries. They've been able to overcome minor injuries or, yeah. you know, somewhat minor injuries. And and really, I mean... Up until Giannis, you could make the argument, I, I don't even think it's an argument, I think it's a fact, is that the Bucks had the least injuries of anyone. Oh, yeah, easily. You know, I mean, they, they lost DiVincenzo. And, you know, DiVincenzo was a solid player, a good player, and he was, you know, crucial from down three for them, but... Let's not act like he was he's not replaceable to an extent, you know. Yeah, Connaughton does similar things, so. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it, they were very healthy, and, and two of the healthier teams made it to the finals. 
Um, he obviously could play with the nose. Obviously, the COVID, he only ended up missing, I think, two games, I think. So, and they won both those games, fortunately for them. But I think, uh, you know, I think they, they have had injuries. But Chris Paul, like, to go back to the asterisk thing, like, Chris Paul's whole life has always had injuries in, you know, he's always had bad injuries in the playoffs. You know, he's, he, his teams have always got the bad. I mean, I'm a believer that, if Chris Paul didn't hurt that hamstring, they beat the Warriors. That in that, I I am I am of a, of a belief the belief that they they had that series up three two. Um, they clearly looked like the better team, and you know without Chris Paul they didn't have a prayer. They didn't have a prayer. So, and I'm not I'm I'm taking them by a mile against the Cavs in that series too. You know that was that was the year where it was like okay whoever wins this series is winning the title between the yeah. Cavs and the and the Warriors. Yeah, that wasn't a good Cavs team, so. No. I, what about you? What do you have? I, I think, you know, Giannis is so important to this. Um, if the if Giannis plays and is healthy uh, regardless of tonight, and say he plays games two through seven, I'm going to take the Bucks in seven. If he doesn't, I'm going to take the Suns in six. Wow, so you think it's a little closer than I do. I think it is, just because we saw what the Bucks can do outside without Giannis. And yeah. They look good, you know. Uh, they had their moments. I just, you know, I think that they, they're two similar teams, you know. They're two kind of like, you didn't think that they were going to, we both knew that they were good, but we didn't think that they were going to be this good. You know, and maybe they benefited from some easier roads, but at the same time, you know, it, they, they've shown what they can do with and without their stars, uh, both sides, both these teams. So I, I don't know. I think this is going to be a, a competitive series. Plus, Milwaukee's a really tough place to play. The crowd gets after it. Um, they love their bucks. It is. So I think they can. And let's not act like Drew Holiday and, and Middleton are scrubs. You know. They're, well, they're they're not. They I didn't. I'll be honest. I did not expect Drew Holiday to show out like he did. Um, like, cause they asked him. Chuck asked him. They were like, "What? Like, where did that come from? Like, why were you not this aggressive all the time?" And he's like, he's like, I literally don't know. He was like, my family says the same thing. Cause like I, I I'm high on Drew Holiday like you are, but he hasn't been the player that you traded for in this playoffs up to that no. point. No. He offensively, he's had games 2 of 11, 3 of 4, like really ugly games. Um, yeah, I mean, but, and he was the reason I picked the Bucks to win, you know, going in. Yeah. You know, he was the reason, yeah. he was their X Factor this year. They can't, like, without Giannis, he needs, I mean, Drew needs to be 25 and 10 a night. Middleton needs to be 30 and, like, 30, 10 and 8, something like that. Like, And they and they, they showed out against the, the Hawks. They really did. Um, those two games, they really stepped up. They showed that they're all-star players. They're really all-star caliber players. Um, so I, I just think it's going to go. I just think he's going to come back too early in game two or three. And even if he does come back, even if he does come back, like, you know, you can always do, like, the hack-a-shack. Like, their offense is so choppy where they can never get into a rhythm because he's always at the free throw line. He's always, you know, and, and, and Phoenix is a, is a fantastic free throw shooting team between Paul, between Booker. Um, and you know, the Bucks, you know, with him, it really, it, it really hurts them. Um, he hurts them at the line. Giannis does. I can't imagine him with a hurt knee has any better shooting. So, yeah. um, 
If he's less explosive, he's out there. I think he comes back game two. Probably, I think he tries to come back game two and probably probably can't really finish the game, I don't think. Like, I think he'll, it'll be very chopped. Like, you know, I, we saw that injury. Like, that in type of injury, I'm not a doctor. That looks like a three, four week injury to me. That just yeah, by the test, it doesn't. There's, this, there's only one day in between the games, so the next game two is Thursday. So that's yeah. I, I thought you know sometimes they do the two days in between, but I guess that's really much trouble. If it were me, I would hold them out to at least game three, and then hopefully you're one one. If not, you're down two zero. You you still it's okay. You can still hold home court advantage. Yeah, so, I'll say if they if the win game one, I don't think there's any chance he plays game two. Yeah, no. Because then you no. stolen home court. All you need to do, all you want, if you're the Bucks in any seat, uh, is to win one. Yeah, just to win one. Just any any team in the in their situation, regardless of injury or not. You go on the road, all you gotta do is win one to get the home court back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if there's a player like more crucial to this series than Giannis. You know, even even the Suns were. What are they? I think they're two zero without Chris Paul. So. You know, who knows how that? But then they don't have pain now. Or at least he hasn't been the same to mm -hmm. back up Chris Paul. So things could be different. Um, I'm just I'm giving a big edge to um, even though there's no finals experience. The only finals experience is Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder wins everywhere he goes. I love Jay Crowder, but not because of him, but because of Chris Paul and the maturity of Devin Booker. I think that really is gonna. Be, I think they're more consistent players than Drew and, and Chris as well, obviously. Like, I think we both know we're not getting five straight, six straight games of Chris Middleton, 25-plus in efficient shooting. He just really hasn't been that type of player, and as much as I like him um, and Drew for that holiday, he hasn't been consistent. So, like, Paul and Booker, they've had down games that they're always composed. Um, they're both great passers. I, I just, you know, Paul's the ultimate floor general. Floor general. Um he can have a great game without scoring a point. That's the difference yeah. with him. Yeah, he can. And and for me, my X Factor for the Suns is Aiton. That's my X Factor. Um, yeah. yeah and, Milwaukee, I mean, without Giannis, you know, I, with with Giannis, I'm taking the Bucks' big three over Phoenix's big three. But without Giannis, I mean, they, who's their third? Lopez? It, it depends for me because Drew doesn't show up when Giannis plays. So, I mean... If it's the on, if it's the Drew that's playing when he's out, I agree with you. But Drew, I mean, Drew has games defensively too. He's great defensively. I mean, he let Trey Young drop like forty-five on him or something. Like you can't let yeah. that happen. So yeah. it, it, it's it's weird with Drew. I, I don't. I would probably agree with you that they're that big three is probably better and more talented. But um, I also like the three and D players for the Suns. I like Bridges and Crowder a lot. Uh, you know, I think they're better overall players than Portis and Connaughton, and you know, I like Tucker a lot. Um, Tucker's probably on par with those guys, but you know, defensively, I don't think Connaughton and Portis are at the level of Bridges and Crowder. Like, you know, if Giannis plays, he's getting Jay Crowder. Like, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder is a man. Like that guy is a specimen. Like I've seen him guard LeBron well. I've seen him guard PG well. I've seen him guard. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I've seen him guard. I mean, he used to guard Jimmy Butler in practice. You Pretty think, much. You think the Bucks will put Tucker on eight nickel? No, no. I I think that's too big a disparity. I think too he would. Difference, yeah. I think maybe on a couple possessions he'll front him out, out like at like fifteen plus feet, but within ten feet, no way. 
Aiton yeah, can just rise sense. up. I just I think that would be, and I know Tucker's played that small five in Houston before, um, and he, and he does it decently well. But Aiton is just more of a traditional, you know, this isn't a Golden State five, you know, this isn't Looney, this isn't this is DeAndre Aiton's. He's like sixteen and twelve blocking shots. He's a huge presence. He's a physical presence. He's not afraid to slam it. Like he's not a soft big. So I really think. And, and then and then and then right away, even if you know people are missing shots on the offensive glass, you're really going to give up a lot there. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't like a lot of second I would, I would. I mean, Brook Lopez at least has height. He at least can make three pointers. I mean, that's that's your best bet, I think. You know, um, so you know, I'm I'm I, I will say I'm very I am extremely confident the Suns win the series. I'm extremely confident. Uh, I've, I've had series wrong in, wrong before in this, but I've I'm extremely confident that that they win the series. I would say I would say I'm even more confident than I was that they'd beat the Clippers. I would say I'm I'm equally, if not more, confident. Um, yeah, I would I would I I don't yeah, it, I don't. It, it it feels like everyone's writing off Suns without saying it. I mean, writing off the Bucks without saying it. Um, you know, people are kind of dropping him. You see it even on you know the sports talk shows. It's kind of they're, they're almost talking in a pre, especially when talking about like Paul and his legacy. It's it seems like they're talking in a predetermined manner. Um, but I mean, you know, let's, I, I just hope for you know six games for the the sake of the league, the sake of finals, the sake of it being two small market team, you know, sake of getting the most games possible of Giannis. You know, I, I just hope we can this series extended at least to six games somehow. Well, I'm hoping, I bet Suns in five and in six. It's like three, it's like plus 375 and plus 420, so I'm hoping for five or six. I thought those were really good odds, too, for the what Suns. What about Suns in four? I don't think they'll win in four. I, I know someone... Uh, but yeah, it's it's ironically, I, I'm a big Suns and Four guy. I now, was, but he, um, I will give him credit. He called Suns and Six in the Clipper series. Really, I, I was calling yeah. Suns and Four, and then Four and a Half, and then I lost on both of those. <laughs> four and a Half didn't cut it either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh, so if we want to bounce around to that series. Look, I know Paul George had a very good uh, playoff series. I don't think he should be, you know. I don't, I don't think he should be, you know, lauded incredibly like he's some, you know, he did what he should have done, but in game six, he came up short. He only took 15 shots, made six shots. He didn't play well. Maybe he wasn't quite pandemic P, but he was just inconsistent. And that's, he was decently consistent, but with Paul George, after he has an amazing game or he has an awful game, I kind of think he's going to do the opposite. Um yeah. He I just, mean, the 15 it, it, shots. Like, he, even think about him, like the, the Clippers really, they're like those two guys, you know, when, when Paul George is the only one left, like it's really a one-man show in terms of like star but, power, you know. Star power, yeah, but they still had, I mean, they still have like, they still had guys step up big time, like Terrence Mance, like he really stepped yeah, up. Yeah, Reggie Jackson too. I mean, More Reggie Jackson big time too. If you I, told someone like a month ago that Reggie Jackson was going to be the second best player on the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, you'd be like, no. okay, well, they're getting swept. But there were you know? there were many games where Reggie Jackson outplayed Chris Paul. Probably nearly game three, game four, and game five. I think Reggie Jackson outplayed Chris Paul in probably every game because um, he was coming back after COVID and, you know, and, and, 
he was fantastic, and I hope he he, he gets a contract. A I hope he does. Um, he deserves it. He was braining threes left and right. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, the fact he took him six games is solid. I wouldn't say it's extremely impressive because they do have a talented team still. They still, I mean, Cousins had some electric moments, to be honest. Um, he had some great moments at times. Um, Ty Lu actually coached for a little bit. He was going uh, small on Aiton, and then when Aiton comes out, going big with Cousins on um, on Sarge. So he, he did have do a couple things I actually approved for once in, in my life. But Yeah, I thought Saran Lu showed us a little bit this playoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they you know, they always they always show his, you know, playoff record and close out games when they're about to be eliminated. But you know, you also had you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time and now you have two top seven players in Kawhi and Paul George. So yeah. uh, it's you know, he's had yeah, he's had quite the talent, as much talent as, as anyone. So but you know, he, he did he did coach decently well matchup wise. But um, yeah, I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion the Suns the Suns are over, but um, Drew Holiday is really gonna have to lock down Chris Paul, and and you know what I thought I thought the Clippers did a really good job on Chris Paul until the forty one point game. You know, Beverly really made it hard for him. So he's Drew. I mean, Drew Holiday's different than Pat Beverly, but is he a a better? I mean. They're both really uh, intense in-your-face defenders, so I don't think it'll be something that Chris Paul can handle. Um, and again, I just think we're going to see a better Chris Paul. Like you know, that if Chris Paul was himself, that series doesn't go more than five. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's I, got I, the I legacy on the line now. Yeah, he's, and he's I don't know his chance. Yeah, it is. I find it hard to believe he'll squander it. I I, I do as well, and and I'm not even being biased against the Clippers. I'm not fully sold that. If the quad played, they definitely would have won because it's no secret. Paul George plays way better without without what's his name without um cool. without Kawhi on the floor. Like when he he just really like some people step up. Like he stepped up big time without Kawhi for a majority of those games. But when Kawhi's on the uh, there, he's really like he really like flounders and he kind of like he he's like what what is my role? He kind of. He kind of takes too many jump shots. He doesn't have the ball in his hand as much. He's nowhere near as aggressive. Um, he, he he doesn't have the same mentality. Yeah. So um, I think it's definitely a different Paul George. Yeah, it's a it's a different PG. It's closer to pandemic, and he was probably closer to playoff P this this time. So you know, I think it would have probably gone seven. I think it would probably would have gone seven. I think it would have been a fantastic series. Um, I don't I don't yeah I don't know who would have won. I would probably, but then again, you know, a healthier CP would have helped as well. I mean, pros, that's the thing is, like, a lot of times when these guys are coming back, they're like, oh, they have Harden, they have this back. It's like, what version of themselves are they having? People see the name and they bet them or whatever. Like, you know, what version of, you know, after COVID, you don't know how bad COVID he had. I'm sure it was decently bad. I'm sure he, you know, he wasn't doing any basketball. He had no cardio, no nothing. Like, um, yeah. you know, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's a part, like, that you see Harden comes back, the Harden he got wasn't useful. He wasn't helping the team. You know, no, that, I mean, you no. Know, if his, if his, if you translated it into war, it would have been fucking zero. You know, I mean, he was probably thirty percent of himself. Yeah, yeah, like literally, like a third of himself. So I don't, um, I don't know. It's, it's. I, I hope Giannis only comes back when he's healthy. Um, I hope he doesn't feel he has to come back if he's not healthy because 
I mean, everyone gave AD shit. We always gave AD shit because his body, it's really his body. And, like, he doesn't seem that mentally tough. And he tried, and he looked awful defensively. He couldn't give anything. He didn't help his team. Harden didn't help his team. Trey Young certainly didn't help his team defensively. And offensively, he couldn't shoot. So, there's there, these guys are really, they're doing more harm than good. At best, they're a decoy. Um, so, I don't, you know, I, I hope they really think about, his long-term future, uh, as well as what's best for the team, you know, what's best, what's best for the team, and, and what's best for the team, and Giannis's long-term future, that might be, both be him sitting out, um, for, to me, it might be, because hyper-extended knee again, Giannis is, uh, he's not a low-post, slow, back-your-down, like a Shaq player, he's an explosive player, he's an explosive player off the wing, he's an explosive player in transition, thunderous dunks, uh, quick spin moves. Me, it'll it'll probably matter, like what the potential fallout is of an injury. Like, d just playing with a hyperextend left knee increase the risk of a torn ACL, or does it increase the risk of a torn Achilles or MCL? Like, what are the what are the potential fallout injuries? If it's just a worse hyperextension or like a more sore knee or you know something like that. Yeah. Like, it's it's a different conversation, but by the same token, all we heard I don't know if you remember this, but the reports coming up to when before KD played in the finals that he tore Achilles, they were like, okay, well the the injury risk is just him being more sore. It's not tear your Achilles. Yeah, it was you know? BS. Yeah, so it, it was that's what I'm saying. Like it was bullshit, and that was like you know a team doctor that everyone trusted, and like other people were agreeing with him. And then, yeah. you know, and then you hear it, and it's like, okay, well, fucking good call, Doc. So I would say that this, yeah, I, w I would say this, if I want to put my doctor hat on, or my doctor coat on, and uh, pretend to be a doctor, and I'll beat Dimitri for a second, I think, I think this, I think that whenever you have an injury like that, I think you are putting so much more emphasis on your opposite leg, that you are much more at risk for hurting the opposite leg. I don't know on what degree, whether it's, you know, an ACL. Like, I just feel like so often athletes favor the other. You hear them say, you know, I tore my hamstring because I didn't want to, you know, put too much weight on that ACL on my right. I tore my left hamstring. I tore this, you know, ACL. You hear so back I think, issues, too. Yeah. Back so issues I, throws off your balance. If you, I mean, your back is fucked up if your balance is thrown off and favoring other sides. Definitely. So I think, I think, Without having a PhD in, in, in any medical field, I would think it's more the other leg, um, if yeah. if not if not being able to harm that that leg more as well. But yeah. so you know, and, and like I said, they move the ball really well without him. I like the way Drew plays. So let's. I mean, this with Milwaukee, like Milwaukee's coming back with relatively the same squad next year. Like these these three stars and a couple of their young guys are signed for years. You know. They got three, yeah. four, five years left on the deals. So this team, you don't want to come back next year and look at Giannis. Maybe if he's lucky, playing for the playoffs. If he's lucky, you know, because he yeah. has an ACL. Best case scenario, he makes the playoffs last next year. And you also, know? devil's advocate though, if you're if if you like really going to be lean, like if you're really going to be careful with the injury, like. The Nets are going to be back next year, and I'd imagine they're going to be healthier than they were this year because they really couldn't be any more hurt. The whole entire year they were hurt. Um, like, and you got to worry about the West. Like the Lakers aren't going to be back. The Clippers are going to be back. The uh, 
the Warriors are going to be back. Like, you got yeah. three major heavy hitters in those three teams in the West next year before any free agency happens, before anything occurs, any trades. Like, those three teams are already probably three of the five, six, seven best teams in the NBA on paper. I'm taking all three of those teams over Philadelphia. Yeah, I was just going to say, Lakers, Clippers, or um, you, did you say Suns or Warriors? Warriors. Warriors. Any, all three of those teams, I'm probably taking them over the field in the West. And I'm not even, you know, I'm not a big Clipper guy, and I'm, you know, and I'm exactly rooting for the Warriors either. So those three teams, or the field in the West, I'm probably taking those three teams. So you're seeing a, a caliber team with one, if not two, top five to seven superstars. So yeah. it's it's not going to get easier I'm for the Bucs. I'm saying, aside from the Nets, I'm taking those three teams in the East over, over everyone in the East, too. Oh, I was just yeah. I was just saying to make the West Finals next year. Yeah, obviously it's going to be a bloodbath, but I'm saying most likely on top of having to deal with the the Nets, Milwaukee, if they get to the finals, is going to run into one of those three teams as well in the finals. Yeah, yeah. So they'd probably win. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to agree. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 crazy that it's already here. The finals is already here. Like we said, they've already they. I mean, but if it's you're still be the, three weeks later than it than it usually is you know yeah we're but at least the we're this is like free agency central right now usually you know, at least is, yeah at least it's now like a more normalized time compared to last year though like it's more like you yeah, know it's not yeah. that much later like because i next think year they've already announced they'll be on the original full schedule for yeah which year. which they should be and yeah. you know so that's that's good that there's no lingering effects of this more than the one year, because it seems like more people got hurt from it, um, or at least stars did. Like the players, I mean, look at the Miami Heat and the Lakers; they dealt with injuries all year. These these teams dealt with injuries: AD, LeBron, Hero, um, Bam at times. Jimmy missed a lot of games. You know, they're like these these teams really had extra miles on them, and then you know. They really only had, like, not long off at all, so, you know. I mean, any other team, if you didn't even make the bubble, you had, like, a year off. So, but, like, those teams that really made it to the finals, the semifinals, they had a lot of miles on them, so. It, yeah, it, I mean, it was, I was thinking, like, who are these teams that didn't make the bubble but then made the playoffs this year? I mean, what were the... many injuries. Knicks, yeah. the Hawks. It's uh, true. And, like, you know, they, they the had... The Suns? Well, the Suns were in the bubble, the but they weren't. They still yeah. had they had a lot of time. Then they played for two weeks, and then they had a lot of time. So yeah, so um, I guess you could count them. Um, but yeah, that that's you know, it's pretty. It's good evidence the other way around. You know, the teams that didn't. I think those are the only three teams that made the playoffs that weren't in the bubble, right? The the play it was only eight teams that didn't go to the bubble. Yeah, I want to say so. Yeah, uh, maybe the Wizards, but. Yeah, I just barely even counted them. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we've got a time. I mean, we got uh, ourselves an interesting series coming up. Um, we'll, you know, obviously check back in next week when we are a couple games into this. But that's a good week. Um, make sure to follow us on all the socials, Bleacher Fan, Bleacher Fan Sports. Check out the score, rate, subscribe, the podcast, and we will see you next week.